Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of The Bright Side with Technicia, and I am your host, Technicia, and I am so happy that everyone is joining me all over. We have Facebook Live. We have Live Me. So we're trying to utilize every outlet to have this show going today. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes. So I am just waiting on my wonderful guests to join me so that way we can get things started. I'm very, very, very excited today because this is something new. We're trying a new outlet. Hopefully for us. Oh, wish us luck today. So how is everyone doing so far? I hope that you're doing wonderful. Everyone got their Christmas shopping out the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. I want to give a little description. On my guest, I have a wonderful guest on, and you know all my guests are wonderful. This is a show that is based on all walks. We give you valuable information that's informative to you, something that you may be going through that you don't want anyone else to know, things that you need to get a hands on. That's what this show is all about, sharing that information, just being positive and keeping you motivated. But here with me today is another guest. Oh, he has, he has a great background. His name is Mitchell Levy, and he is known as the AHA guy at AHA, at AHA That is a people publisher who works with various platforms and partners to help people get their AHA messages to those that need to see them. AHA is a platform he and his team built to allow people to quickly share content and to author their books quickly. He is an accomplished entrepreneur who has created 20 businesses in Silicon Valley, including four publishing companies that have published over 800 books. Mitchell is an international best-selling author with 58 business books, has provided strategic consultant to over 100 companies, has advised over 500 CEOs on critical business issues, and has been chairman of the board of a um, NAS, I try not to mispronounce anything, in addition to these accomplishments, he has been happily married for 28 years. And who does that now, right? And regularly spends four to five weeks annually in a European country with his family and friends. Mitchell is committed to aliveness, joy, and aha moments. And we will tell you all where you can join him on these wonderful conversations that he has. We'll tell you at the end of the show. But at the moment, let's welcome my good friend, Mitchell Levy on. Mitchell, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate this opportunity. Oh, great to be here. <laughs> nice to hear your voice again. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am very excited. I am. And 
um, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And I was in your introduction, just um, you spent five weeks annually in a European country. How I would love to actually do that. Yes, I'll get there one day. Oh, it's a fun, you know, it's one of those things. We, we've been doing that for 17 years. And uh, I live in Silicon Valley. And in Silicon Valley, it is way too easy to work seven days a week, 12 to 16, some people do more hours a day. And so it was during the dot-com days that, that long ago, I, uh, my, wife, uh, my wife and I had our first child. He was about a year old. And, and I, one of the things I always do with everybody is I kind of always ask questions. It sounds like you do too. It's like, who are you and what do you do and what's your best practice? So, you know, all these business people I bumped into, I go, hey, what's your best practice raising your, raising your kid? What did you do best? What did you not do? And, and I ended up, I don't know if I got the exact thing, but what I pieced together was I'm going to spend every Sunday with my son. So I'm thinking, hey, this is a gift. I'm going to go to my wife. I'm going to give her a gift. And I said, I said, honey, I got a gift for you. Are you excited? She goes, yeah, sure. I said, I'm going to take every Sunday off. So I'm not going to work on Sundays. I'm going to spend it with my son. His name is Duncan. So we're going to, we're going to create this Duncan Daddy Day, and that's Sunday. Oh, and awesome. without, without missing – by the way, it turns out that was a gift for me and a gift for Duncan, not a gift for my wife. So without missing a beat, my wife said, what about me? Oh, I sort of completely missed the boat on that one. Um, and so I said, uh, you know, and, and as soon as I sort of saw it from her perspective, I'm like, oops, I made a mistake. So then I, I, uh, I stepped back and I started thinking about it and I go, and I gave her the gift that I thought was the one that she would love the most. And that was, I'll take four to five weeks off a year and we'll go to European city if you book it. And, uh, and, 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 of course, she didn't believe me. I don't know if it's a course or not, but she didn't believe me, you know, until we actually were uh, traveling to our first country. And, and it was – it's kind of an interesting thing as, a, as, as uh, Americans because uh, as Europeans, they, they do this all the time. They take a long holiday. They have a nice mix. Um, right. One of the problems with old-school Europeans, though, is, is – and I don't believe in this philosophy, uh, that work equals work and play equals play. I, I, I think if you get lucky enough in life to take your passion and take your hobby and turn it into a business and you love what you do, if work equals play, you could play all the time. And I'm a bigger fan exactly. of figuring that out, right? And so, so what happens is when I go to Europe, what there's one – switch that flips and and that switch is you know during the 11 months that i'm here uh you know customers are first by definition customers are always first and mm -hmm. what happens is now whether these are existing customers or new customers so you know sometimes that gets in the way of some family functions but you know not often when i go to europe family's first and friends are first and so the this the the switch is flipped and, and so I don't actually do business development when I'm in Europe. However, I do have to say that even though I haven't been doing business development, the business that generated from the fact that I took my mind off of trying to grab new business, the business that generated out of Europe has paid for the trips three times over. 
So mm. it's, just, it's one of those things, if you don't focus on what you're going after, sometimes you get it more. So um, right. anyhow. Wow. The only thing so that's stopping you from taking your trip to Europe is you. Uh, no, I do. I need to do that. And you're right. Life is not all about just work and, and, and not just calling out on race, but a lot of us African-Americans, we find ourselves doing that because that's the way it comes from tradition. We've seen our parents do it, work hard. I seen my, I knew my father, he was a hard worker, he, but he passed when I was seven, but that's what my mom always used to tell me. Oh, you're a hard worker like my father. And it's okay, I mean, to work, but who wants to do that, living their life up? I see um, I see my coworkers in their 60s now and still working. And it's like, you're not enjoying your life whatsoever. You're never able to take a vacation. You're in debt. And that's, that's not living whatsoever. It's it's actually, it's torture. It's it's like a comfort zone. We're dying in our own coffins as we speak. We act like we're living, but we're not. We're dead. We're walking around dead. We're like dumb. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> okay, that that was pretty powerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I listen. You know, the visual. To, I, yeah. I, I I listen to a lot of my affirmation calls, and my mentor he speaks about this about getting out your comfort zone about the coffin that we're actually living in. And I, and the more he tells us this, I realize I'm like, okay, I'm one of those statistics. So I want to be able to enjoy my life. That's why I love following people such as yourself who are motivating. That gets you, that gets me up, that gets you going. Mm. Well, you, you, <laughs> we have to stay doing some stuff together. You got me interested. As soon as I got off the... <laughs> The phone with you yesterday, I realized, you know, I'm ready to go. Let's, uh, so I did, I did one of my live interviews for one of my businesses. And then I, and then all of a sudden I was inspired to, to sit down and I, I can't remember if I, I think I did a 13 minute live on my personal side. And it was just, what are my ahas for the year? What did I learn? And I just thought, hey, what a cool thing. I think everyone should do that. And, and the response I have, you know, uh, I did this yesterday, the time we got off. How many views is there? Not a lot. Uh, 216 views so far. And, and uh, the response I got was, was pretty powerful. The funniest, however, so some of the people affirming what I'm doing, thanking what I'm doing, a number of my authors, because I mentioned either them by name or held up their book, um, one of my funniest response was, and I knew it as soon as I said it, I have a woman whose name is Pat Obachowski, and she, she talks about women empowerment. Well, oh, for good. some odd oh. reason, when I was on the air, I called her Pat Obachobi, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I knew it was wrong as soon as I said it, and then... It, it was just, uh, okay, Mitchell, just, you know, the brain just said, uh, just go on. So Pat, of course, hey, Mitch, great, uh, great to actually see it. Ah, she, she does, she calls me Mitchell, too. Mitchell, great, great to actually see it. Glad to see your ahas. And who's this Obachobi person? And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so what went through my head is when we actually do release her book, we did a, we should talk about phrase books. I did a phrase book with her. Let me look to see which one it is. And then, and she's doing a book now uh, that's, that's really powerful. And uh, okay. so when I release a book, I'm going to do a video. I'm going to say her name at least 10 times. Maybe I'll say that it 100 times right. and that'll be the video. <laughs> you know, just something, 
All right, I made a mistake. I'm standing in the wall with a dunce cap, and here's how you say Pat's last name. <laughs> right. So I'm, I just think I think that'd be kind of funny, right? So right, I'm putting on my she'll, I'm she'll find my it. big yeah. pants. I'm letting you know I made this mistake. <laughs> such as myself, I made a mistake with your name. Mitch was like, no, that's not how you pronounce my last name. And that's the worst. It's not one of the worst things, but I cannot stand when I mess up people's names. Because even when I because I work as a waitress, so when I get people credit cards. I usually get a lot of guests who have Polish last names, and I'm like, ooh, let me see. Hold on, because usually their name is actually pronounced sometimes the way it's actually spelled. And I'm like, oh, you got a love name going here. Let me see if I can work it out. And I love doing that. I, I see a lot of my coworkers don't do that, even say the last name. I'm like, oh, that's so rude. First of all, you give them to my back their credit card. You can at least say their name, say thank you. So I love uh-huh. I love challenging that. Um, my name, of course, Technisha. A lot of people... They love to say technician. I'm like, oh, it, it does kind of rhyme with that. But it's technisha. You kind of have to put the sha in it because the I is silent. But, um, you know, I think yesterday before we had our little interruptions, Mitchell and I, we was up and down. You know how internet connection is. But that's why I'm so happy he's back with me again. We were discussing yesterday, Mitchell. Um, let's do a little recap on how someone can actually write a book in eight hours because I found that so intriguing that you can actually do that in eight hours oh and mitchell i wanted to mention when when you talk about a book in eight hours is it a certain length of pages that you have to write in eight hours all right good point so so i'm i actually this is uh this is a good place to go i so i found pat's pat's uh pat's book um and uh so I, if you go to this URL, I'll give you a couple of URLs that you can go to so you can see what an AHA book looks like. So an okay. AHA book, just so you know, is comprised of 140 AHA messages. So it's 140 bite-sized quotes. And, and what we've been doing for so, – so the book that I wrote on why one should write an AHA book that URL is aha, A-H-A dot P-U-B slash aha. The, uh, the book that Pat did. So, so we're still working on her, on, on the book that she's writing. What, uh-huh. what we're doing, however, is that we, we did a phrase book for her. Since it's 140 bite-sized quotes, we said, I said, Pat, hey, let's get, let's get a book out for you. What's a phrase that you love? And the phrase that she loves is called, is go forth, do good. So we mm-hmm. took that phrase, go forth, do good, and put it into 100 plus languages. So if you go to the URL, aha, aha.pub slash go forth, do good, you now will see 100 plus translations of that phrase. If you actually put it into somebody's social media, you know, try it. Go, go to somebody's social media pro, uh, uh, status page, status area, and just type aha, A-H-A dot P-U-B slash go forth, do good. It'll bring up the cover of the book, and then if you if anyone clicks on it, um, they'll get those 100-plus translations. So, so a book, the way it's defined, is the way we think today. It's the way we act, the way we interact. It's that seven-second soundbite. It's that opportunity to capture somebody's attention super quickly. And in some cases, you're not only capturing their attention, but you in that, what I call the aha message in that short soundbite, you can actually do transformation in that by itself. 
right? It, it, you, you said it earlier today, and I will never forget this. And it's something I will have to figure out how best to say it. Um, are you living your life or are you walking around in your coffin? Exactly. That is an aha message. Some Thank people, you. all they have to, all they have to hear is just that. And that'll be enough mm-hmm. for them to be attracted to you. If that's the thing that you write. That's, I mean, that was just crazy. Um, the one that I love, which is from the book, the uh, Aha Pub slash Aha, that book is actually the full title of the book is Hey, Did You Aha That? Uh, the reason for that title is I want Aha That to be a verb. And that is if you have an Aha moment, I want you to share it. And we've got 42,000 Aha messages for anyone who wants to to share today for free. Just go to ahathat.com and anyone can share those messages for free. So let me, my favorite phrase from that, um, my favorite aha message from that book is simply, we live in a seven-second soundbite economy. Make it count. Okay. Right? It's hard to That's hear right. that and go, oh, is that true? Yeah. Well, you could argue, oh, no, it's not seven seconds, Mitch. What's well, ten. No, 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 it's four. It's, that doesn't matter. The fact that you realize that the most important stuff with all this barrage of content and data and stuff flying at us is that we have a short attention span to make a decision if we want to read further. Think of it as like uh, picking up, for those that still pick up a physical newspaper, or for me, electronically, I read the New York Times, but I read it on my, uh, my iPad. So how do you read that? You quickly glance the headlines. If it's interest to you, you may actually click on it, and then you may read the first paragraph or the first sentence of the article and decide if you want to read it further. If it's not interested to you, you're going to pass. So now imagine creating a book where not only is there one of those aha messages like the one you said before, but what if you had 139 and somebody starts reading, by the time they get to the third or fourth one, they're going to be interested in talking to you. Yeah, that's what a book is, right? A book is that opportunity. And so we, if you go to ahathat.com slash author, that's where we have a three-step process for writing. Okay. And so it's ahathat.com slash author. It's a three-step process for writing. And I'll actually, if you're okay with it, I'll, uh, I'll tell you about it. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate the information because it was, it was a surprise. I said, eight hours? The writer? I couldn't even stand. I couldn't even stand the fact of actually trying to write a, a essay for class, and that was twelve pages. I'd be like, "Oh Lord, now I got to sit up here <laughs> write this on essay for class, and I got to think of all these different thoughts and and stuff." Um, now you work with the format um uh, called the thought leadership. What exactly is that, and? Should we care? Should I or anyone else care about this? Well, I'm going to tell you how you can be recognized as a thought leader, um, and and how you can use a uh, the platform like Aha that to help you do that. So, okay. a thought leader is is that. Well, let me step back. A thought leader in the past was a person who was brought to us by the broadcast companies, by the recording studios, by the publishers. We were actually told in the past 
who we were going to watch on TV and what, what artists we were going to listen to and what authors we were going to read. Well, that's not the, with the internet. That's not true anymore. Anyone who's good at getting their brand out and interacting with a use, their user base can grow mm-hmm. their fan base and become recognized. So we don't, we no longer need to, to rely on a third party who's spending money putting us in the right place. Right. And so what happens is we need to, it is now our responsibility to demonstrate that we're the experts of what we do. So not only, so in the past they were called thought leaders. Now you can call them a thought leader or you can call it a recognized expert. So if you're good at what you do and you can help many mm-hmm. people, it's your job to help make sure that other people know that. You know, you have to do a little bit of self-promotion. And the easiest way to do self-promotion is to write a book. And the easiest book you could write is, is one that only takes you eight hours. So let me, let me tell you, so the reason you want to be a thought leader is so, or a recognized expert is so that people see who you are and know who you are. Um, no I, for those that want more detail on thought leadership, uh, my consulting website, thinkaha.com, if you go to think aha.com, T-H-I-N-K-A-H-A.com. I have a tab on thought leadership. It'll show you a two-by-two. It'll give you videos. It'll give you a definition, and you can learn more about that. What's what's more appropriate, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. what's more appropriate, though, is to make sure you demonstrate it. So let me me talk about just the the three-step process for writing your book so you can then make yourself out there to be that thought leader to be that recognized expert. So it's simple. Um, go to ahathat.com slash author. There are three things to do. First is step one is a Word document. Now, this is how you're going to define the concept of your book. Just like in the past, you defined the concept of your essay. That Word document has four questions. What's your name? What's your bio? What's the title of your book? What's a one-paragraph summary? But let me give you question one, which is the most important question. Okay. Here's how it reads, and then I'll tell you what it means. How it reads is who is the reader and what are their expectations? Mm-hmm. How it, what it really means, who are your prospects and what are their pain points? Okay. And what an aha book is comprised of, I don't want to see a poetry book or a cookbook or a fiction book for right. me in this platform. I want to see a book that if your prospect sees the title of that book – they're intrigued, right? right? You get it? It's very simple. By the yeah. way, this is, this is what life is so simple about. So if, if, you're, if your job is to help people feel more whole, feel more peace together, well, what are the pain points that they're experiencing, right? I mean, and, and potentially the title of your book could be, are you walking around, are you living your life living in a coffin? Like that, that to me is a great title of the book for you because all of a sudden people say yeah man I'm not really living my life right and and so what happens is and and this is where many people make mistakes in the old days there there were people who made good livings on book sales you're Mm -hmm. not going to make money on book sales now that said we publish over 800 books we write some nice royalty checks to our authors when you write a book your goal is to make money on the other stuff, your speaking, your consulting, your products. 
So the book you should write is the book that's going to help you market yourself as the recognized expert so that you can make money on the stuff that you do in your business that pays you. Simple. And so when you're writing your 140 bite-sized quotes, you're mm -hmm. writing what are the pain points your prospects have? What do they experience? When you talk to them, what are some of the objections they have about improving whatever it is that they need to do? And that's what is relatively easy for most people to write. And then one of the things you'll see on ahathat.com slash author is for those people who just still can't figure out how to find eight hours to write their book, uh, we'll do a two-hour interview, and we'll expertly guide you through the process. And then the team, after doing the interview, at the moment, it's me doing the interview. So you got, you got two hours of me sort of pulling the genius out of your brain. And then after that, my team will write, ghostwrite the uh, AHA book. And at some point in time, the opportunity for me when, I, when there's not enough of me going around, and I, by the way, I love doing that, diving into somebody's head and helping them be the best they can be, I can't think of anything better in life to do. And, yes, uh, and so I love what, doing that. But at some point in time, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, that's what makes great business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders all in one, where we can be able to serve people. That's the main thing. And I, people get in business. And I and myself, I, I think sometimes I get in that format, that um, functionality myself, where I think, oh, I'm in this business just to make money. If it's something you love, you're going to make money regardless. The main thing that we have to focus on is serving someone. Someone as they're hurting. Someone is a mom like me. Someone is barely making it by. And I put myself out there. If I, if, you know, if I could be vulnerable at this moment right now, hey, I'm a mom. I have twin girls. Um, my income sometimes is up and down. I'm a waitress. So my main thing, when I do these businesses, I'm doing it because of them. I want something better. I want that financial freedom one day where I don't have to always sit there and tell them, hey, I can't get you this. No, we can't go here. You know, sometimes I get tired of hearing that same thing, you know. So all I can do is do me and be the best. And I want to serve someone else who may be going through the same exact thing. That's the main thing. So that is the main focus. Anyone out there on this live or listening on this online podcast, we are all here. If you're in the business, you are here to serve others. Marriott, Hilton, Sheraton, hotels. I'm calling them out because I work for a hotel. We are here to serve the guests. When they come into our perimeter, we're here to serve them. We give them food. We give them drinks. That's what we're here for. We're not here to bash them or, oh, let me just make money. You're here to serve them and give them the best so they can come back. That's what you want. You want them to come back and say, hey, I got something from this person. That's, that's mainly what we're here for, and that's how I feel about you, Mitchell. When, when you're doing these um, lives yourself and helping other people, we're here because somebody's getting some value from this. Somebody is listening. It's some, some information they're obtaining, and it feels good to them. And money always comes to you. <laughs> that's that's mm -hmm. how I think we're doing business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so it's fun for me to be able to interview folks and extract their genius. What I particularly mm -hmm. like about this platform is, is if you're listening to this, it sounds simple. Yes. And you're like, well, this is too good to be true. It's too easy. 
And the answer is yes, it's true. And yes, it's easy. And that's okay. <laughs> right. I, uh, it's so funny. I, I have, but we're, we're still somewhere between five to 10 years ahead of the marketplace. It, it's, it's okay. the most simplest opportunity in the world here. And that is how cool would it be? Let's think about, forget what I'm doing. How could it, cool would it be if you could spend a day, a Saturday, or you could spend two hours talking to somebody, and not only do you get at the end of that time, not, not immediately, it takes a while to, 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 to actually make this stuff happen, not only do you get two quarters at least, sometimes for some people a year of social media content, right? How many people have a hard time figuring out what to write on social media? So not only do you get a quarter, oh, couple quarters of social media content, you, you also get a book in PDF form so you can share it with others. You get a book if you want to pay for it in Kindle form so you're on Amazon. You get a book in paperback and hardcover. And mm -hmm. then you're using that asset. So a book, if you think about a book as something you want to sell, well, that's one thing. That's one way to live your life. If you think about right. a book as something that's going to sell you, now you walk into a room. So here's a great example. You walk into a room uh, let's say it's a chamber of commerce because that's the best place your prospects are. Well, if you're a guest at the chamber of commerce, you go to the person who's running the meeting and say, hey, I brought an extra copy of my book. Do you want to give it out to, to everyone, you know, raffle off a copy to everyone in the room? You, right. You're not sitting there saying, hey, I want to sell my book, but rather you give that to somebody in the audience. Well, guess what happens? You become the center of attention for at least a minute when they're raffling your book. They may even hand you the microphone and say, hey, uh, tell us a second, tell us a second about the book. So don't spend five minutes. Just talk about the pain point that you're solving wow. for the prospect. Guess what's gonna happen when you network? People are gonna go, people who are finding that interesting are gonna come to you, right? So mm -hmm. what you have to think about is, is I'm through this process, I'm putting in the hands the opportunity for you to talk about yourself where you're really talking about a third-party entity, and that is this asset called a book that represents the gift that you have to share with the world. Right. I love it. I do. So simple. Mitch, uh, it is. It sounds. It sounds very simple, but you have to have you have to have an open mind to let this actually work. It can. It can be done. It sure can. Mitchell, <laughs> I appreciate you. I do. I appreciate you for being here, sharing this. I wish we could have had an hour. We had it yesterday, but some prevail us. But, hey, we're here, and we shared this information. Mitchell, please give the guests uh, your website again if they need any further information want to get in contact with you. Oh, sure. And actually, I, I think I had somebody from uh, somebody from the show yesterday already connect to me. Feel free to, to just Google Mitchell Levy. M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, -L, last name Levy, and connect to me on social. Uh, you'll see me. I'll be in five of the top ten searches. So connect to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. The, the site is ahathat.com. And, and here's what I want to say. Even if you don't want to write a book tomorrow, I've got 42,000 pieces of content that you can share to, for free. The platform is free to use, free to share. So if nothing else in this Christmas season and the commitment you need to make to yourself for next year, find some books of people that you like, even Pat mm -hmm. Obertowski. I got to make sure I say that name right from now on in. Um, 
even Patchbook, right. whatever whatever books you find content of books you like. It's free to use, free to share. Guess what happens when you share somebody else's content? How many people benefit? Well, you benefit because you're just you've got content to share that you didn't write. As a thought leader, eighty percent of the content you share should be somebody else's. Okay, who else benefits? Well, your audience benefits because you've curated this content. You like it. If your audience likes you, your audience should like the content you share. Guess who else right. benefits? The author who wrote the book. Because you're introducing them to a newer audience. I mean, it's a, it's a triple win scenario. And uh, because every message, every aha message gives attribution to the author. So it's a great way to be sharing other people's content. And, of course, once you start doing that, other people, when you write your book, mm-hmm. other people will be sharing your content. Exactly. And that's what you find 90% of the time on Facebook. A lot of people share other people's information. No one originally puts their own stuff up on Facebook. We're always sharing. That's how the word gets out. And I mean, if you really think about it, we are great salespeople. We always share everything. <laughs> we share everybody else's stuff. But when it comes to our own, we seem to think. But make sure you get in touch with Mitchell Levy because he's a man who has a plan and got the answer behind that plan. And he's no joke. So please, um, share this with your friends. If you're watching the replay, share it over and over and give the love out. But before I leave you, I like to give my truth of the day from my former friend and get well, my former guest and still my friend, Mary Ellen Signovich. Participate in chance conversations. This will open yourself to new opportunities. Become free with your ideas and eagerly share your thoughts with the people you care about. Discover how easy it is to open a conversation through having an ongoing mood. This new level of honesty and closeness will begin to develop a deep level of self-awareness. The sharing of ideas and emotions will serve to unite you to others with similar experiences. You must share your thoughts and feelings with the people in your life in order to create a broader level of intimacy and to meet Today, allow yourself to enjoy a long conversation with those you care about. Enjoy the day and have lots of holiday fun this weekend while communicating with your friends and family. And from my family to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Hope to see you in 2018, baby. But thank you for listening. I'll see you next time on the Bright Side with Technicia. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.